Welcome to Wiffle's Press Box Podcast, where we discuss the latest topics in the professional world of sports. Enjoy our exclusive interviews with athletes, coaches, insiders, and fans. And now, here's your host, Gary Wiffle. Welcome again to another edition of Wiffle's Press Box Podcast. I'm Gary Wolfel, and as usual, I'm joined by the one and only Jerry Tapp. Hi, Gary. Welcome back. Welcome back to the United States after a 10-day sabbatical in China. What a fascinating country. You were scouting for the Bucks, right? For a, a big man? I or? was trying to track down Yi. Remember Yi that yeah, played for Yi. the Bucks? That's right. I do remember. <laughs> and, and I spent like four days in Shanghai and... After uh, realizing there were 26 million people living there, I decided I'd give it up. (laughs) And just enjoy the trip. Yeah, great great to be back. And lots to talk about tonight. Of course, you know, the big topic, as usual, is the Green Bay Packers. Yes. And uh, they have gotten off to a uh, lackluster and somewhat surprising 3-4-1 start. I don't think many people in Packer Nation uh, fully expected that. I think you and I talked when the season started. We thought they'd be 6-0. Right before their bye week. Yeah, no, I thought they'd have a really good start. and uh, Obviously, they haven't. They they stubbed their toes on too many occasions here. But I wanted to uh, address first is after the Packers game uh, last Sunday, I saw several uh, post-game shows, and one of them included Deion Sanders. And uh, he didn't pull any punches. He didn't mince any words. And he said, hey, the reason for the Packers' problems are they're not very good, end of quote. I disagree, but uh, I want to get your take first. Yeah, I think I would have to uh, also disagree with uh, Primetime's assessment. It wasn't a Primetime assessment. <laughs> <laughs> well, Primetime himself <laughs> yes. had the assessment. Are they a good team? No. Are they an average team? Yes. They are an average team based on the fact that they are have a 3-4-1 record. Uh, but as far as being not very good, that seems to be a little harsh and Deion Sanders' opinion, or my opinion of mm-hmm. his comment, I think the last two weeks show that they are not a not-good team, and that's based on the fact that they had a chance to, short of Ty Montgomery, you know, taking the ball out of the end zone, had a chance to beat the Rams. Right. And if it wasn't for a fumble last week by Aaron Jones in the fourth quarter, they would have had, probably had the lead in the fourth quarter against New England. So... Uh, they're competitive. They're pretty average. They have not played up to their potential, but not very good. I think that's a little harsh. I totally agree, and I absolutely agree with your assessment of uh, the last two weeks. I mean, Montgomery had a brain lock, you know, yeah. on that kick return. They could have possibly won that. Right. And then Aaron Jones, who has been really good this year, I, yeah. I've been really impressed with him. I think he's turning into a an elite running back uh, had that costly fumble. Yeah. They win those two games. They're five two and one. And then you can say, hey, the, the game that they tied, they could have won. Right. They could easily be six and two. Absolutely. I mean, but again, you know, that's the what if game, and that's I'm sure the hindsight. Yes, yeah. and, and there's a lot of teams around the NFL that probably can play that same game. Right. Unless you're the Buffalo Bills. Well, that's true. <laughs> now you're working on next year's draft. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why play it out, you know? Yeah. I mean, there, there's no question. The Packers have a myriad of issues, and I think the national broadcasters that I have heard kind of peg the Packers as being a young team and that they've had issues with their young players in the secondary and at wide receiver, and to a degree that's true. Mm -hmm. They have struggled in both areas. 
But I'll tell you what has been really, really disappointing to me is the play of some of the veterans. And you know where I'm going with this already. Yeah. <laughs> Clay Matthews. Uh, yeah. I mean, Clay Matthews has not showed up. After the first two games, he had those sacks, that, you know, right. at the end that, you know, were important. Of course, the officials had a different view of him. And he had a decent game against the Rams. I think he had, what, six or seven uh, yeah. tackles. Yeah. But really, if you look at For it. For an eight-game period, an though. An eight-game period, he's only maybe showed up two or three times. Correct. I'm not surprised by this stat because I know he hasn't played well. He hasn't played really at a high level for several years now. That, that, that's the fact of the matter. Yeah. You know where he is on the team, though, in tackles? Uh, probably in the bottom half. He's number eight. Is he really? Number eight. Wow. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, he has like three more tackles than Morrison who's a backup, oh. who seldom plays. Yeah, and he came in for Blake Martinez last week and had a really nice game. I think he tied for the team lead in tackles. Yeah. In uh, you know, again, I thought that was a nice pickup. I said it at the time on our podcast. I loved that pickup. I, I thought yeah. Gutekunst and his staff, you know, did their homework and yeah. uh, got adequate protection. But, you know, besides Matthews, I, I think of two other guys that, just aren't cutting it. One is Tremont Williams. I think the Packers can still be really good this year, but, man, I just don't know how far they can go with with a guy that is so erratic as him. He blew yeah. a wide-open field tackle last week. Yeah. Remember that down the sidelines? Right. And to me, he's just a run-of-the-mill cornerback at best. Yeah. And you know, if, if you look at what Tremont Williams and try to make a comparison to Charles Woodson. Yes. You know, I think both of them at that age, you could see that they lost a step. But the one thing about Charles Woodson, mm -hmm. he always seemed to be in the right spot. Exactly. So it's almost as if the, the intellectual part of his game kind of took over for the lack of physical skills. Yeah. I'm not so sure that that's happened with Tremont Williams yeah. at this point in his career. I totally agree with that, too. I, I just thought that was going to be a big concern for the Packers coming into the season. And he's done nothing to change my opinion. Yeah. Everybody's talking about the safeties and other aspects of the secondary, but uh, yeah. he hasn't performed well either. And then the third veteran is Randall Cobb. I, I think I'm shocked. I mean, he's not that old, Yeah. but it looks like he just doesn't have it anymore. Let me throw another name out there. This You're going to say Aaron Rodgers. Right? No, no. <laughs> I went into this season, and I think I even said on this program, that I predicted that Jimmy Graham might lead the league in touchdown yeah. receptions. Yeah. And I don't know if it's so much him or how he's being used or the play calling, which I know we're going to talk about. But for whatever reason, Jimmy Graham is not in the first eight games given uh, the Packers' value to mm. what they paid him to bring him on board. I mean, everybody had this anticipation that he was going to be a great pickup. Right. But, boy, he sure has not from a stats and touchdowns perspective, that has not been the case. He's, he's lost a step. I, I don't think anybody I think can, you're right. I, I don't think anybody do. can dispute that. But there have been several games, and I repeat, several games this year where he has been open and Rodgers has not thrown the ball. And, sure. and I don't know what the deal is because on the surface there doesn't seem to be any issues between him. Okay. But Graham is the guy they brought in for Rodgers' good buddy, Jordy Nelson. Yeah. And I don't know, subconsciously, or if that's the problem or not, but when they've gone to Graham, he's pretty much delivered uh, yeah, when, when, they, when they, they've targeted him. Yeah. And I think they have to target him even more going forth. I was just saying, that that to me is the big issue, is that you can watch maybe like three quarters of a game, 
and realize that you haven't heard Jimmy Graham's name mentioned. Yeah. You know, and it makes you wonder, again, are they not play calling for him? To your point, is Rodgers not finding him? You know, what right. what option is he or, or whatever? Right. But, yeah, I think that's an issue. And, again, I'll, I'll go back to the play calling, which I think is more of the problem overall than anything but we yeah, can get to that yeah. when you're ready. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I've been really disappointed in those veterans' plays. You know, you look at Rodgers, and, and you can be, you know, critical. I mean, everybody's critical of everybody today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if Jesus walked the earth, I, I can only imagine he wouldn't even get 50% of the vote. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, Rodgers is having one hell of a year. I didn't look at stats uh, closely, but I think he's somewhere around – 15 touchdowns and 15 one, touchdowns, one, one interception. interception. And he's just a little bit under a 100 pass rating. So he's he's having the kind of season that you would expect him to have. Right. And the the only uh, knock on Rodgers, from my perspective, I still think he's you know the second-best quarterback in the NFL behind Brady. But yeah. that's just my personal opinion. Certain situations where they need a key pass, key play, yeah, he hasn't always come through. That's true. You know, he's he's had some misfires and he's made some wrong calls. And the right. thing that really irks me, and he's primarily responsible for this, is letting the play clock run out. Yeah, they have had a bunch of instances this year where the play clock has run out. Yeah, and they take it right down to the last second. And Rogers knows this. I mean, he yeah. it's not like he's in his uh, second or third year. Well, well, let me play devil's advocate yeah. though. Is that possible that he's not getting the plays in quick enough from the sidelines? Yeah, that's possible. But, I mean, at the same point, I mean, if you're over center and they got a big clock at the far ends, right. it, it, he can clearly see how much time is left. Point, point taken. You yeah. know, so it's like, hey, snap the ball ready or not. We're not going to yeah. be penalized or have to be forced to call right. a timeout. And you know what? Another uh, player I just want to point out, and you mentioned about Rodgers yeah. having a good season. Look at the season that Devontae Adams is having. Mm-hmm. We're halfway through the season. He's on pace to have 116 catches and over. Wow. And is over, that right? He's got 58 receptions already. Wow, that's more than I thought. I knew he had a lot, but yeah. not that many. And he's on a pace to have almost 1,500 yards receiving. I mean, that's putting that's... him up there with, again, Sterling Sharp, Jordy Nelson type of numbers. Some of the best numbers. That haven't seen. been seen in a long time. So. And not to make the link to Deion Sanders, but you can't call a team not very good when you've got guys like Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Jones, too. Aaron Jones is leading the NFL in yards per carry. Yes, yes. You know, so... And, and uh, the wide receiver, uh, Mark Valdez, Valdez, Valdez Scantling. Yeah, yeah. His his yards per catch are off the chart. Right. I, I forgot exactly what they are again, yeah. but... He's had a really, really nice season. Yeah, and, I, I uh, think you know if we can kind of capsulize their season, it seems like they're they've been making too many big mistakes at the wrong time. And again, the last two weeks is really indicative mm-hmm. of what they've done. They, they've they've shot themselves in the foot way too many times. And for a veteran team, that's tough to look at. And uh, par for the course, you know, because of the uh, Packers' struggles, uh, their three, four, and one record. All the haters are coming out asking that Mike McCarthy be fired, you know. Yeah. And a lot of them want him fired now. Yeah, that ain't that. And, and, and I just think that is so ludicrous. Yeah. I mean, I, again, the Packers could be 6-2 and two if the things fell right. Yeah. Would we even be considering firing Mike McCarthy 
probably if not for a broken player too here and there yeah. for in, in each, each of those uh, that, three games. But that having been said here, we're at a point now with a three, four, and one record. Yes, I clearly think that if he does not, if the Packers don't make the playoffs, McCarthy is gone. That's my assessment. I tend to agree with you, and I think it would be a monumental mistake. And, and maybe there's somebody out there. Maybe there's some offensive genius that they can can bring in. Yeah and turn that offense up uh, another notch. But, again, they got a lot of young receivers, and Rodgers, for whatever reason, they haven't meshed. I mean, we've yeah. seen that over and over. But yeah. McCarthy's track record is incredible. Yeah. I mean, people don't realize how good of record he has posted. Right. And, and, and granted, everybody wants to win the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? You aren't going to win the Super Bowl on a regular basis unless you're Bill Belichick, you know? Right. And, by the way, Bill Belichick. Thoroughly outcoached by oh, McCarthy. There's, there's no doubt. Yeah. You know, I don't think there's any shame in that. I mean, he's outcoached a lot of guys right. over his tenure. But yeah. uh, the one thing, again, you know, I was somewhat critical of Rodgers, but to a minor degree, and, and the same thing with McCarthy, is his play calling. Yeah, I, I think he has to open up his playbook. They have to be much more creative. Yeah. The Patriots ran four trick plays. Yeah. Every single one of them worked. Yep. The Packers didn't run any. And it's like, even like Randall Cobb, the guy was a quarterback in college. Yeah. And they did this a few years ago. Yeah. Let him throw an option pass. Let him right. run end around. You know, do something. But, yep. you know, the same old stuff. Uh, I was actually talking to somebody today about this topic. And I said that the problem is, is the Packers are not very creative. Again, exactly what you just said. I, I almost great get, minds, baby. Well, I, I, I almost <laughs> okay, get, bad minds. <laughs> I, I almost get the the feeling that they don't, you know, run these trick plays because they're afraid of taking the ball out of Rogers' hands. But you know, I would ask the question: When was the last time you saw a wide receiver on like a jet sweep for the Packers? Exactly. When would they ever run a reverse or like you said, Randall Cobb throw a pass? And you know what? Belichick has no problem. He does this all the time. Of, taking the ball out of great Brady's hands. Absolutely. And the other thing it, it kind of talks to is the predictability of their play calling. Correct. It, it Correct. seems like they're saying they're running the same plays all the time in the same situations. And I totally agree with that as well. But I also also harken back to the days of Lombardi. Yeah. And it was the same sort of criticism against Lombardi. Yeah. He's so predictable. He runs the same old stuff. But Lombardi's philosophy was, we're going to run it at a high level, and they got to stop it. Right. I mean, we're going to do what we do well yeah. and see if they but, can but stop it. But you hit, on, you hit on the exact phrase. The, the Packers of today are not running those plays at a high level. His efficiency up until this year has been pretty good, I think. In McCarthy's. McCarthy's? Yeah. I, I think he's been a pretty good offense coordinator for the most part. Yeah, I think if you turn back the clock five years, everyone talked about he's one of the top play callers in the league. Yeah. I don't think he's got that reputation anymore. Well, again, I mean, you're, you're seeing, like, offenses in New Orleans, offenses with the Rams, yeah, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and all four of those teams open it up. Right. They almost have, like, a hybrid between – Pro-style offense and college offense. And you know what, Gary, with, with you just saying that, think back to the first game they played against the Bears. Yeah. What impressed you about the Bears in that first game? Creativity. Was the creativity of their offense. Right, right. You know, brand new offensive coordinator, brand new coach. They're going to open up the playbook, and you're going to see things from us you haven't seen. 
No, it's it's going to be interesting. The, the, going back to last Sunday's game, too, one other thing on, on McCarthy. There was one play, and it was in the second half, they got an isolation play with Randall Cobb going deep down the right sideline. And I go, you know what, this is this is a good play, but it's not for Randall Cobb. Yeah, He's not going to outrun anybody anymore. Right. And then there was another play where they ran somewhat similar to that down the right sideline. And I forgot who the receiver was. It wasn't Cobb. Somebody had him beat. Was it Adams, maybe? It doesn't maybe, matter. Maybe it was and then, Valdez Scantling. Yeah, it was. And, and then Rodgers underthrew him. Yeah. I mean, that could have been a, a touchdown, you know? Yeah. To me, it's that close for the Packers to turn it around. You right. know, one play here yeah. or there. But Well, and, and as you said, they've got eight games left. So you look at the remaining schedule, and, and I'll throw this out. I think they're all winnable games. Oh, Mr. Run the Table tap but, here. <laughs> but having having said that, yeah. I think for them to make the playoffs, yeah. they've got to win at least six of those eight. They've got to get nine victories. They've got to go nine, six, and one. And I'll even go as far as to say they've got to get ten wins. So I think they have to win seven of the last eight to make the playoffs. Interesting. One one other uh, play that I want or situation I want to bring up about McCarthy's play oh, call. I'm sorry. No, no, no. That's I fine. I jumped the gun here. Yeah, that's okay. That's why you're. It's because of that's my, why you're here. You know, yeah. you're always a step ahead of everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you remember this during Sunday's game. The Packers got down to the two yard line. Yes. First and goal from the two. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers and Jamal Williams are running the ball really well. So what happens on first down? Pass. Yeah. What happens on second down? Pass. You know, and I'm thinking like, you can't get two yards. On four plays, yeah. you, you got to resort to a pass at that point. Yeah. It would be one thing if Rodgers, I mean, Rodgers, uh, Williams, and Jones weren't running the ball effectively. Right. I'm all for it. But these guys were just really running the ball well. Yeah. And, like, okay, I think sometimes Mike McCarthy tries to outsmart himself. It's a pretty simplistic game. And, and what's surprising is he really believes in line play whether it's your offensive line yeah. or your defensive line, and you think, okay, this is the situation where you play smash-mouth football. Right. So first play, run the ball. If you don't get anything, so what? Second down, run the ball. The odds are you're going to be pretty close to the goal line at some point. And he's got third down to go, you know. Right. It, it just boggles me sometimes uh, yeah. when, when, when these I, things I wonder occur. if a lot of that has to do with the fact that they don't have a fullback on the roster. Think back to when a time when John Kuhn sure. was with the team. How many times when they were on the one yard line or the two yard they line gave it to Kuhn, did yeah. they give it to Kuhn? Yeah. So I think if you take Kuhn out of the equation, if you were to evaluate the last maybe during McCarthy's tenure, right. when they had the ball inside the five yard line, how many touchdowns were scored via the pass? Right. How many via the That'd run? be interesting. And if you take John Kuhn out of the equation, yeah. I bet you find that they pass it an awful lot. They, they do, but again, that, that situation it just gnaws me when you got first and goal from the two, and you come out throwing yeah. the ball. And, I, you know what? To play devil's advocate here, yeah, I sometimes wonder if NFL teams do that to pad a quarterback stats because they they get him a touchdown pass inside oh, the yeah. yard line. Nah, I mean, at this point, it's great. I don't think it matters with Rodgers in particular. Yeah. I mean, it's like maybe he's at a stage of. One touchdown is <laughs> two touchdowns. Yeah. I don't know. But anyways, uh, moving on to the uh, remaining schedule. Yeah, they got a game coming up against Miami, five and four. Then they go to Seattle, four and four. At Minnesota, five three and one. And they have Arizona at home, two and six. Atlanta home, 
four and four at Chicago five and three the Jets uh three and six and then they finish up with the Lions and I think to me they they should go six and two I'll go on record here it wouldn't shock me if they ran the table mm-hmm. I think they are so close to being a not a good team but a really good team they, they just haven't cut a break and I mean, all through the season, it seems like one player or another. I mean, going back yeah. to the officiating calls, you know, early in the yeah. season. Yeah. And uh, by the way, how about the officiating calls in Sunday's game again? You know, a guy slaps a guy in the helmet, he's thrown out of the game. Yeah, that was tough. And you know what's beautiful about that? They had a former NFL official on the broadcast. <laughs> he totally disagreed with yeah. the officials' calls on the field. But right. that seems to be. Indicative of the way the Packers season has gone all year. Well, know? and then, then it's interesting, too, that he gets ejected, and then he gets a, tick, a one-way ticket out of Green Bay then. Yes. That week. <laughs> yes. Which I thought was interesting. It's like, okay, he, he gets ejected, but there must have been more to it than just getting yeah. ejected, which yeah. led to his getting released. But that's probably a story for another time. Yeah, so I, I think they're going to go... So if they win six of the last games, they'll have nine. That, that'll, that'll put them at nine, six, and one. Nine, I don't six, know and if one. that gets them in. Yeah. You know, the only advantage to having a record of nine, six, and one, they're not going to get in as wild card. Because I think with the NFC South, mm-hmm. with New Orleans and Carolina right. and Atlanta. One, definitely. There's at least going to be one wild card of those three, and, and they could have both wild cards. You know, if, if the Packers and the Vikings and the Bears beat up on each other, mm-hmm. nine wins. I, 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 I'm a believer. Division. Yeah, I, I'm a believer in that, too. Yeah. And I'm not sold on the Bears yet. I'm still not sold on the Vikings. I think the Vikings have issues yeah. as well. But, but I think the, have, the bottom line is they got to beat Miami. If they lose Miami, oh, it, it's, the, it's over. Yeah, there's no doubt. Don't you agree? I, mean, I would agree. And I think what they have to do is they've got to beat Miami at home, and they've got to win one of the two games – the two away games after that, which is Seattle and Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, and the thing about Miami, I mean, not, not only are the Packers a better team, Miami is one and three on the road. They, yeah. they just don't play well on the road. So right. there, there's no excuse for that. Seattle, believe it or not, is very beatable at home now. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, the last years couple of years, I mean, you, you just chalk that up as a loss. Right. So I, I think that's, when it comes to, uh, they go to Minnesota, but. You know, we're going to say, yeah, this is a big game every week. <laughs> but, again, if they lose to yeah. Miami, it's like, hey, start working on the draft. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if they go the next three games at 2-1, and one, mm-hmm. and then the, the three games after that would be... After that, they got Minnesota, Arizona, Arizona and Atlanta. Arizona, Atlanta. Yeah. And those will all be tough games. Yeah, But that's the NFL. Everybody's going to have tough games. Right. And unless you're New England or unless you're the Rams or the Saints, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, I, again, I not to belabor the point, but... I don't see them getting in as a wild card. They have to figure out a way to win that division. Okay, now the tough question for you. Do they make the playoffs? Well, I'm going to be the pessimist. No, I don't think they make the playoffs. And I'm going to be the optimist. <laughs> Man, have we done a role reversal wow. tonight? <laughs> That's me. That's Usually I'm the uh, cynical one of this uh, group here. but So you think uh, they're going to do I, I do. I, I just believe that they have had a stretch of games where they couldn't catch a break, and they'll say, well, good teams do catch yeah. breaks. But I still have faith in this team, and as long as Aaron Rodgers, I know it sounds yeah. trite, no, I, is, is playing at the level that he is. I mean, 15 touchdowns, one interception. you got a chance to win every game. I agree. And uh, yeah. they, they 
gave tremendous performances against the Rams and the Patriots, who are unquestionably two of the top four teams in the league. They were right there until you know right. fourth quarter or whatever. So yeah. I'm going to be the optimist and say okay. that they're, they're going to make it somehow, we'll some way. And, uh, and if they don't, we'll just delete this podcast from our collection. <laughs> yeah. And we'll, we'll go on to talking about the Milwaukee Admirals. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, well, thanks for coming over and uh, playing Hurt. Uh, not a problem. Yeah, it was an impressive it performance, you know. I made it through the broadcast. You know, if every every pro athlete would uh, play through the pain, you know. Oh. You're, you're, you're a gamer, Jerry. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> So, uh, thanks for stopping by, and uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, see you the next time. Take care. For more sports news, check back every Tuesday for our latest show. You can also follow Gary on Twitter at GaryWoofle and Wuffle'sPressBox.com.